Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Congress overseas. Number two, the battle over the CFPB is coming to the fore. And number three, a look around the fundraising circuit with January numbers coming in. All right, let's get to the top story of the morning. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with a look not only at President Joe Biden's historic trip to Kiev on Monday, but he's not the only high-profile overseas trip uh, we're watching with Congress on recess, and they are all geared towards strengthening international alliances against Russia, Iran, and China. Dozens of senators and members from both parties traveled to the Munich Security Conference last week. That, of course, included delegations led by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Vice President Kamala Harris also spearheaded a contingent of administration officials that included Secretary of State Antony Blinken. From Munich, Schumer's Codel headed to India, where the group met with the Indian prime minister. This is Schumer's first Codel as majority leader and just the second in his 25 years in the Senate. Of course, context here being that Schumer is a longtime China hawk and boosting U.S. ties with India is imperative. Um, Biden also has been focused on India as of late. Last week, following the announcement that Air India would purchase 220 Boeing-made aircrafts, a deal worth $34 billion. And the White House says that that agreement could support as many as a million jobs in more than 40 states. The Indian government is also looking to buy billions of dollars worth of new fighter aircraft, as well with the U.S. F-16s and F-18s in the mix. Of course, Russia has been a longtime provider of military and particular supplier of that equipment to India, although the ongoing war in Ukraine has made that problematic. Uh, India was already facing potential sanctions for continuing to purchase equipment uh, from Russia after they passed a sanctions package in 2017, which is intended to punish Russia for its interference in the 2016 elections. Separately, McConnell is leading a group of Republicans in the United Arab Emirates today, and they are expected to meet with the president there. McConnell's delegation includes freshman senators, Katie Britt, the Republican from Alabama, Pete Ricketts, the Republican from Nebraska, Ted Budd, the Republican from North Carolina, and Mark Wayne Mullen, the Republican of Oklahoma, among others, um, showcasing that while there's not much happening in a Congress, particularly during this recess week, uh, lawmakers are flexing their ability uh, to stay relevant, not only in the U.S., but certainly when it comes to uh, foreign relations. Uh, the U- U.S. relationship with UAE, similar to that with Saudi Arabia, is centered heavily on a security partnership for the purposes of countering Iran's influence in the region. Uh, there's that it has become more complex and controversial as many Democrats have questioned the benefits of those ties, given uh, the country's poor human rights conditions, uh, as well as the blow up recently over the decision by OPEC to cut oil production amid the global supply shortage brought about by Russia's attack on Ukraine. So just an interesting look here uh, as, you know, things are pretty quiet here on this recess week. But the fact that you have 
lawmakers abroad seeing it as an important part of their job description to reaffirm certain policy objectives, including support for Ukraine. And that especially goes for GOP leaders seeking to stamp out the more isolationist voices within their party, many of whom have called for cutting off U.S. funding for Ukraine. All right, let's go on to the second story of the morning. Our very own Brendan Peterson has a very interesting look at how House Republicans are gearing up to reintroduce a bill in the coming weeks that would overhaul the structure and funding of a key consumer finance watchdog agency. That, of course, is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. This has long been a... a, an irritant for Republicans, to say the least, uh, that have really trained their eyes on this agency um, and their frustration with it being as independent as it has been. Um, you know, last October, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the CFPB's funding structure was unconstitutional, leaving the agency with an existential threat to its authority. Uh, This is a fight that is widely expected to end at the Supreme Court, where the conservative majority has consistently ruled against the independence of federal regulators. Now, it remains unclear exactly how the Supreme Court would resolve the current challenge facing the CFPB, but few court watchers expect the agency powers to emerge unscathed, which is why this GOP effort, the legislation is going to be offered by Republican Andy Barr uh, from Kentucky, it faces slim enactment uh, with the White House and the Senate controlled by Democrats, but it really is that opening Republican bid of how they want to see uh, this agency potentially regulated going forward. This is going to be a big fight, right? Democrats purposely took the funding of the CFPB outside the appropriations framework. They didn't want it to be subject to the swings of, you know, Republicans and then Democrats and then Republicans and then Democrats uh, in terms of who was controlling uh, the majority and the purse strings, which is why it has uh, had its funding come out of the Federal Reserve. So this is going to be something uh, that is just the opening salvo for a long time uh, fight that has been going on, that continues to go on. Uh, there are a few <laughs> regulators that Fed Republicans love to hate as much as the CFPB. And a change here would almost certainly usher in fierce fights about the agency's budget for years to come, uh, even in a divided government. Uh, This all but ensures a fight to determine the agency's future would be a brutal one, Brendan writes, and something we are going to continue covering uh, as it makes its way through uh, the legislative as well as the courts. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the money game. We are always watching this very closely. It is January's monthly filing time, and here's where the committees stand. The NRSC, of course, the Republican senatorial campaign arm, raised $4.5 million and has $8.8 million on hand. A couple of interesting things to note here. Senator Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican from West Virginia, transferred $100,000 to the committee. While Mitch McConnell's Bluegrass Committee PAC transferred 105000 and related companies Stephen M. Ross gave the NRSC $36,500. Meanwhile, the DSCC, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, raised $4.6 million and has $7.9 million in the bank. Senator Alex Padilla, Democrat of California, transferred $125,000 to the campaign committee. And the committee also paid off a $2 million loan. Um, 
really interesting here. The Club for Growth Action Pack has $6.2 million in the bank. Two big donors, Thomas Klingenstein and Richard Ulin, both gave $2.5 million to Club for Growth Action Pack. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Of course, the best way to find out about The Daily Punch is for you to share it on social media with your friends. Tell folks that they need to listen to us. We really appreciate it. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.